right, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Armchair Arguments. Uh, Matt here, Brandon here with me again. We're getting ready to discuss uh, everything involving week one with the NFL and then a little bit of of week two from college football. Had a lot of things happening. Uh, first of all, we're going we're gonna to jump right into one of the noon games we're going to talk about. Brandon and I's favorite, alternate favorite to the Saints, the Cleveland Browns getting walloped in, in game one. Brandon, what did you think of that game? It was hard to watch, man. I It hurt it hurt my heart. I'm not going to lie. I have an Odell Beckham jersey. I was repping it, you know, because the Saints didn't play on Sunday, so I'm repping my OBJ jersey. And after Baker threw two, three picks, threw that thing across the house, and I just kind of sat there and just watched bad football continue to happen, man. But uh, is it something to be concerned about? Do you think it's something to be concerned about? Um, no, I don't. I, what I was concerned the most about is um, when you have a young offense, a young, uh, a lot, a lot of uh, prima donnas on the team, a lot of guys that like to wear, you know, one hundred ninety thousand dollars jewelry. I on saw the field. that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, it fit though, man. It looked good. It, I'm not gonna it lie. It did, but I, I paid. I paid less. I mean, I paid less for my house, you know, anyway. Yeah, so, you're right. Um, <laughs> I mean, shoot, me too. So, but the only thing with all that is, is I saw there was a lot of penalties. There were so, so many penalties. 18 penalties for almost like 180 yards, that, I believe. That's the most, that's the thing I'm most concerned about. The picks, the uh, the, the poor defensive play, some of the other things. That it's, it's week one, I understand. But there was a lot of penalties that could have been avoided that I hope that Freddie Kitchens gets a hold of that locker room because he's a first-year coach, and that's – that looks like on him. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing. Because he was the one I was most worried about is Freddie Kitchens getting like, you know, getting a hold of that locker room and making sure and making the uh, – because, you know, as much as we say the quarterback's the driver and, you know, we, you get the keys. To go, you know, everything that if, – if everything's going to work, Freddie Kitchens has to, has to make it work because there's a lot of personalities to manage in that locker room. So no, no, no doubt. That's why Bill Belichick's been coaching for so long. That's right. He knows how to handle those personalities, and that's why. And I know we'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk about that game too. Like it was a clean game for the Patriots. It was, but and, uh, and that's, eighteen only penalties. One, that's right. There's yeah. only one Belichick. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's so right. hard to coach in the NFL and to manage those personalities. But I don't. I'm not going to overreact. I mean, all these, all these week one games. It's like overreaction. Overreaction. Uh, Monday. I remember what I hear from everybody. Pretty much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna wait. I'm, I'm not gonna pump the brakes on the Browns. I don't think they're in trouble yet uh, for that game. All right, the next yeah. game. We're, are you well, got- note to self, they play the, they play the Jets next week. So it's still, I think, gonna be a tough matchup for them. But like you said, everything they can clean up. Baker, he had 285 yards, three picks. Nick Chubb ran it 17 times for 75 yards. So I think if they try to stay balanced and they don't get behind. I mean, OBJ had a pretty good breakout game for his uh, week one performance with the Browns too. I think the I think they're gonna be okay. Yeah, well. and I think Nick Chubb. I think they, from what I watched, you know, I didn't watch the entire entire game, but from what I watched, they threw the ball so much, you know, and I, and I think they, oh yeah. they could probably benefit from from running the ball a lot more. I know they, like I said, I mean, he, I know Freddie in the back of his mind, I got to get Odell so many touches, I got to get Jarvis so many touches, you know. But you can't think that way. You got to think in the way uh, what's best for the team. And it looks like, and I hope they watch the film. Looks like you need to run the ball a little bit more. But I agree. All right. So, well, the next game we're going to move on to is um, Brandon. Which game? Which game we're moving on to? It's going to be the Ravens. Ravens versus right. the Dolphins. How could I forget? They yeah, the- played on air. They didn't even play an NFL team <laughs> last Saturday. Yeah, it was uh, a joke, man. The Dolphins guys were tweeting out that they were wanting to be traded after the game. That's how bad it was. 
Um, yeah, they're like I heard there was like six or seven players that went to the GM after the game and said, "Trade me. I don't want to play for this sorry beep 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 team." Golly, <laughs> man, that's it's amazing. You know, I, you know but I, it's a lot to do, and, and I, I'm not over. I, I'm going to overreact though with the Dolphins and say they're going to be a garbage team this year. Um, but however, with the Ravens, I'm not going to overreact. I, I think that it was a great game against a team that maybe isn't so good uh, in the Dolphins, but also. I think the Ravens, I mean, it was good. It was so good for Lamar Jackson regardless. It was almost, you know, kind of like the week one LSU game where they came out and everything worked. You know what I mean? It, it gives yes. you confidence regardless of who you – especially you play another NFL team and you beat them like that. But for Lamar Jackson to throw for 300 and some odd yards and five touchdowns is um, is just – it's testament that he's not just a running back like you said in the postgame. Yeah. He only ran it like three times, too, for six yards. Like he didn't run it much. But – uh. I'm taking – I don't know how to look at this game, honestly, Matt. Like, obviously, the Dolphins are trash, okay? Because when I'm, I was looking at the stats this morning. And Lamar Jackson was 17 for 20, 325 yards, five TDs. He talked about that. Yeah. Robert Griffin came in and played. You know what he did? What he did? He was 6 for 6, 55 yards, and a touchdown. So, the whole game, there was three incompletions for the Baltimore Ravens. The whole game. And then Mark Ingram ran it 14 times for over 100 yards. Like, they basically played air. There wasn't a team on the other side of that line of scrimmage that they played. That's how I feel, man. I really – so I don't know what to really think about the very Ravens. I'm really curious to see what they do in week two. They play the Cardinals, who also doesn't have a, a fantastic defense. But it's going to be a harder test than the Miami Dolphins. So I'm pumping the brakes a little bit on the Ravens just because I think the Dolphins really are that bad. I don't think they win a game this year. I think they go 0-16. Tanking for Tua, right? Tank and, and, Tanking and, for Tua. And fumbling I mean, it, for it, prom, huh? They're, I, they're fumbling for something. I, I mean, I don't know how. It was – I could – oh, man. Like, the Dolphins – if the Dolphins are ever on TV, I'm turning the TV off. Like, I'm not watching <laughs> bad football. So, yeah. hell, it's bad, man. Well, really bad. I, you know, I hope – hopefully that – um, the Raven. I, I really, I, I like the Ravens team. I like. I mean, all, they always have a good defense, and that was another thing I was going to say. I mean, they have Earl Thomas now that almost uh, filled that spot that Ed Reed was there for so long. You know, they always have a good safety. There was Eric Weddle for you know a little bit too. So, I mean, they they all they're going to have a great defense. I, it's just it's it's good for that whole offense that you know to to come out like that because I don't think that'll happen again. Uh, no, I'm, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. They're going to come back to the real world, so I'm definitely pumping the brakes on that offense performance, but they're still going to be a good team. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Next game we're going to go to uh, is going to be the, the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals yeah. and the Lions. Um, the tie. The tie, the only tie of the weekend with uh, where, where Kyler Murray did not look so good most of the game. I would say uh, all the way up until Fourth about quarter. six minutes left in the game. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, the Cardinals were down twenty-four to nine, and uh, and the Lions not only let them come back, but the Cardinals showed some fight in coming back and tying that football game, and having to make a two-point conversion at the very end of the game too. Uh, however, not that, but only only both teams only kicked a field goal after the game, you know, into overtime, and that's why, of course, mm-hmm. it ended in a tie. What do you think? What do you make of Kyler Murray and, and Cliff Kingsbury and all those guys down there? Obviously, they had a slow start. I. Uh... Last week during the podcast, I said that I don't think this offense is gonna is gonna work in the NFL, and I uh, I'm still on the fence about it. 
obviously you saw that it was trash time. You know, they were trying to come back and they were so they were just kind of airing it out. I did say I believe in Kyler Murray as a quarterback and he has all the tools and all that. Um, I mean, 308 yards, two passing touchdowns. David Johnson ran it for 18 times, 82 yards. Old man Fitzgerald, eight for 113 and one touchdown. So, do they have the guys to do it offensively? I just think they got to figure it out. And uh, I'm not, I'm not going to trash them. I'm not going to trash the offense, you know, because I think they do have potential. But I mean, they got to figure it out. They got to figure it out quick too, because every week is another. Another grinder game. They're gonna have to be playing another top top defense, top top guys, so top coaches. So they got to figure it out quick. Yeah, and you know, too, it it really, I really don't understand. You know, of course, I wasn't able to watch the game; wasn't available uh, on my TV. But yeah. um, I, I don't, I don't really understand how the Lions let them come back like that from playing such a good game all the way through, um, and and Matt and Matt Stafford having a good game and and all those guys playing well. That was the game I said to put your fantasy guys. One of the games I said to put your fantasy guys in. And actually, well, you were right. Yeah, I mean it worked out. They everybody you know it seemed like Fitz went off. You know, Kyler ended up having a good game, and, and Matt Stafford. You know, all these guys had good game, but I I really don't understand how a defense can let you know because it was I thought it was just going to be some garbage time, and then the guys came back and tied the game. So. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of a bad look, I think, for the Lions, too, um, when you have a team on the ropes like that. And, uh, you know, in Matt Patricia, and he's still the, the head coach over there? Yep. The yep. Lions? Okay. And, you know, a yeah, defensive-minded coach to let your, def- your defense give up uh, 15 points with six minutes left, you know. but That's bad, man. It, and yeah. he's a defensive specialist. That's, like, a, you know, that's a, what he did when he was with the Patriots. He was a defensive coordinator. So I'm, I would not want to be in the building. Uh, today and yesterday, if I was a Detroit player, yeah, I mean, I, I would consider that a loss to me to, to tie that game after after winning twenty four to you know twenty four to nine going into uh, six minutes left in the game. But anyway, um, and I know one thing: they're gonna have a test next week. They play the Ravens, I think. So, I mean, so you know about we talked about the Ravens defense. That's a that's literally the number one defense last year. So we they are about to figure out can this offense work in the NFL system. Or in the NFL, we're about to figure. They're about to figure that out next week, and I think the Cardinals are going to struggle next week. Honestly, I really do. Yeah, I do too. It's kind of I don't know what to make of it because they had they got so much confidence going into the end of the game that maybe yep. they 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 figured something out. But I also I, I've got a lot of faith in the Ravens right now, so I'm I'm with you, and we'll we'll get into that. We'll obviously we'll make our picks on on Friday too. Um, but when we when we get into that, but exactly. All right, so. Next game is going to be the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. What do you think about that? Well, I think Dallas looked dominant, man. I think that, you know, of course, the Giants aren't a good team either. Not quite on the same level as the Dolphins as being bad. But um, the Cowboys look super efficient, especially, of course, Dak Prescott. I mean, had the best game of his career, you know, basically. A perfect passer rating, man. Yeah. So, um, you know, they look very efficient. Amari Cooper looked great. Randall Cobb looked great. Everybody Michael had, Gallup. Yeah, everybody had question marks about Randall Cobb. And, you know, and, and I was thinking, you know, he was so good at Green Bay. I know he's getting older, but he has to be a better replacement than Cole Beasley. No offense to Cole yeah. Beasley. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and their defense, of course, looked great. I thought that, you know, to be able to uh, – did Saquon have over 100 yards rushing? He had 120 yards okay. on 11 touches. <laughs> okay. Still was. Had him on my fantasy team. I was still upset because I'm like, well, how does this guy carry the ball 11 times? Like, are you not trying to win? He needs to carry it 21 times for 200. That's how I felt. Yeah, anyway. no, no, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. I, you know, I, I don't really understand 
Um, and then they, I saw him put in Daniel Jones. I watched him put in Daniel Jones. And, of course, he started out. He throws a good ball, and then he, you know, struggles with ball security. So yeah. he, he fumbles. So, I, you know, the future is not exactly the brightest for the, the Giants either. You know, I don't think anyway. I they're rebuilding. They're, they're rebuilding. They're rebuilding. And, and I'm not sure if Daniel Jones – I am – I'm about – Fifteen percent in on Daniel Jones. I am. I am not uh, sold whatsoever. I mean, I think he had a great. You know, of course, he had a great preseason, but he struggled yeah. with. Uh, he struggled with ball security in the preseason too, with fumbles and yeah. stuff. Every time he got touched. So, you know, maybe you know, maybe I, I'm thinking he might be on the little bit on the soft side, and that's yeah. not that's not what you need in the NFL. So we'll we'll see. Um, well, he did play at Duke, so that I mean that explains it. Yeah, I mean anyway, I, that's right. I mean, what, my take. Dak Prescott just threw for 400 yards, four TDs. Ezekiel Elliott, 13 carries, 53 yards, and obviously they're easing him back into it. But I watched, I got to watch this game. I don't know if you got to watch it. And I was more impressed with the offensive scheme that the Cowboys were running than anything else. Kellen Moore, the first-year offensive coordinator, he, he man, I think he's, he's going to have this team playing deep into the playoffs. I really do. And I Saints fan, so I'm not huge on the Cowboys. I hope they lose every game, but they are phenomenal. Like I, the offensive schemes, the play actions, just the routes, the route combinations that are running. Dak looked comfortable in it like he's been doing it for years. They have the playmakers, they have they have talent at receiver, and obviously Ezekiel Elliott, you got a game plan to stop him, so that's going to make throws easy for Dak. And he proved, hey, I, the, his performance basically said, "Pay me." You know, pay me. I am that good. So, it was a fun game to watch. I think the Cowboys are going to be a contender this year. Yeah, I remember when Kellen Moore was at Boise State, and I read an yes. article on him when he was – they talked about that he wasn't – as far as his tools, he probably had the worst tools of a D1 college quarterback, that he couldn't throw the ball. Uh, he, he had a noodle arm. Paper bag. Yeah, noodle arm, left-handed, um, you know, was was pretty accurate, but not super accurate, you know. Um, but this guy, they said he was the smartest quarterback that they've ever seen uh, come through there and said that he could be the O.C. right now uh, for Boise State, as a, like, like I said, as a junior in college or something like that, if you wanted to be. That's amazing. And, yes. it's, ama- and it's amazing how, you know, he's already – I don't know how old he is. What, he's probably in what, his late 20s, mid-20s, late – he's got to be the same age oh, as yeah. you. He's, oh, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a probably late 20s, you know. Yeah, and he – and he was and, able to play in the NFL and a little bit and understand the game in the NFL. And to yeah. be, like you said, to put them on the map already, to have Dak Prescott uh, have his best game of his career on week one of the, you know, of, the, of this new season is just a testament, like you said, to him too. So Yeah. And I know it's, I know it's only week one, and I know the Giants aren't going to be a great team. But uh, say it again, it's week one. Every team is coming out and playing as hard as possible because it's a brand-new season. It's a clean slate. Everyone wants to have one win. So, you know, the Giants, they, they did as far as effort, maximum effort, it was there. Now, there wasn't game film on these guys, you know, so they didn't, they didn't know exactly what they were going to do. So, obviously, you know, defenses will be able to watch film on the Cowboys and slowly figure out what they're going to do. But I was so impressed by their offense. I think that they have more stuff in the playbook. They're going to come up with more stuff and – they're going to be a very scary team coming out of the NFC. I agree. I agree. All right, next game. Where's the next game for us, Brandon? It will be the Patriots, the night game, Patriots versus the Steelers. All right, obviously this is a game you know everybody was excited about, first Sunday night football game, hoping for a close game over in Gillette Stadium, and we didn't get that. Uh, we got a Patriots uh, domination of – 
of the Steelers, a Steelers team that looked blindsided, looked like they, they didn't know scared. what they were doing. They did. <laughs> they did. Uh, and and they just didn't seem like they had a feel of anything. You know, of course, I know it's it's hard to play in Gillette Stadium. And, you know, I know uh, Ben Roethlisberger's never won in a Gillette Stadium. But the Patriots look good, man, as usual. Oh. Without Gronk, losing Gronk. That was the story the whole night was how are they going to look? What's their offense going to look like without Gronk? He was such a key piece for so long. And the Patriots basically said, you know, we don't we don't need a tight end. We're going to put two of our fast scat backs, Rex Burkhead, James White in the game, motion one out, motion one in. Tom's going to know what type of defense you're in, if that's zone or man. And he's just going to walk down the field picking you apart. And that's exactly – I mean, that is exactly oh, what happened. Like, it, was, it was beautiful to watch the Patriots be so efficient offensively, but it also makes you – and the defense. We didn't even talk about the defense. The Steelers have a great offense. But that – was it Stephon Gilmore? They said – he's. I mean, I think he's the best cornerback in the NFL. Like, Juju Smith-Schuster was kind of shut down to a certain extent. He was. Um, so, I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, I, I think it's another one of those overreaction, you know, Monday kind of things. And and I, I do – For I the think, Steelers course, or the Patriots? Well, a little bit of both. I think Come the, on Patriots, now. the Patriots are <laughs> they Come are who we thought they were. Okay, uh, there we are. A, a little bit, but um, I think I'm starting to. I'm not so. You know, we're, we're so accustomed to the Steelers being great on offense, yeah. And we're so accustomed to the Steelers just filling in for those guys like Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and all those guys, yeah. and just and, and dominate. They always. I mean, they always have a good offense, um, but maybe. You know, I'm not sold on what this offense is going to look like when they only put up three points. You know? I was, I was very. Their game flow really got me confused. I thought James Conner would have been more involved, featured, right? more more yeah. involved in that offense. I was expecting them to try to establish a run and be a physical football team. So run pass, run first, pass second, and I think I think they have to get to that because you can't. I mean. A.B. really – I mean, he's a great player, obviously. He's a nutcase, but he's a great player. And he was center of that offense for a really long time. And he's I not there he no was, more, so they got to figure it out. Yeah, I think he was sorely missed. I, I, I really do. I, you know, I think he was sorely missed from what I saw in week one. I, I don't know if Juju's that guy. We'll see. I mean, like you said, he was on – maybe maybe Stephon Gilmore is the best corner in the league, but he hasn't proven that yet. I mean, it's week one, and, right. and we've seen him over years past not be the number one corner. He's a good corner. I mean, he's not yeah. he's not a bad corner. But um, so I, I, that's why I, I'm, I'm not going to overreact on, on, the, on the Patriots defense being – but if they are, <laughs> yeah. if they are a top five defense, good luck for forever. I mean, Everybody. I mean, oh, my gosh. I mean – just <laughs> I don't I don't know about top five. I think they're definitely gonna be top ten though. I really yeah. do. They're so I mean, and I, honestly, if they're top ten, good luck for everybody as well because that's all he that's all the goat needs. That's all he needs. I, I know, I know. So I, you know, and I, I mean, there's other than that, there's not a lot to say. Like you, you, you pretty much, you know, laid down the facts about how efficient they were without with using about th- four running backs. You know, yeah. and and it being able to use receivers that you don't even know their name hardly, other yeah. than Julian Edelman. Um, yeah. Josh he, Gordon. I mean, he's yeah. pretty good. He's pretty good. And if Phil they do Dorsett. get Antonio Brown, of course, if if Antonio Brown, you know, is gets can out of take, this, can we take a break and talk about this? Just, I mean, just uh, a few minutes. Well, few if, minutes. for those who don't know, who will know soon, Antonio Brown last night was accused of. It came out that he was accused of sexual assault yep. uh, from a from a lady that was a former trainer, uh, former trainer and a college friend of his. Um, she accused him on three different counts of sexual assault. 
Um, and it looks as though um, it's a it's a weird timing for all this to happen after that he's been in the media for so long. Um, but it, it's not looking good for Antonio Brown. That's that's all <laughs> you need to know. I, I did see a meme last night, Matt. You'd appreciate it. And it <laughs> said uh, the accuser finally came out, and there's a picture of John Gruden dressed as a woman. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I, I was laughing. But, I mean, honestly, though, but this guy's been – this whole season already, preseason, offseason, what do you call it? It's been a roller coaster of emotions. Like I, I, I that's we talked. You talked about it. I already traded him in week one of fantasy because I was done with the Antonio Brown drama. Like I don't want to deal with it. I'm done with it. The fact that you come in, you burn your feet off. Well, you first of all, you get paid. You only want to get paid. You burn your feet off. Next thing you know, you uh, you don't want to play with the helmet that's been banned because it's over ten years old. Then you come back and you cuss the GM out. Then you give an emotional response saying with with the team leaders, Raider team leaders next to you. Then you re- record your conversation with your coach and post it on YouTube. Then you complain about you skip mandatory stuff and complain about getting fined. So the problem it the problem's Antonio Brown. Like this dude is off. There's something wrong with this guy and he needs to be they're literally in some type of mental rehab facility or institution <laughs> rather than playing football. I mean, I'm serious. I, I, like, he's a great I, talent. I, yeah, I agree. Or he needs to just go into acting. I think he might be better off going to acting. As soon as he – if he's clear with the sexual assault, of, if, if he's figured out, I think he just needs to – because he likes the attention so much. He doesn't oh need to be playing football, like you say. Obviously. Um, and and how, is, how is this personality supposed to fit in with the Patriots? The Patriots yeah. organization. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't see it working. Like, he, even if he clears his name, even if he clears his name, he's good. He could play football. You're telling me for 17 weeks, this guy's not going to find trouble. He already has, and it hasn't even been a full week yet. <laughs> You're right. But, I mean, it's just, it blows my mind, man. Like, yeah. but can you imagine if he was on the field with those guys and if he gets to play? Like, the Patriots are unstoppable, right? Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty much unstoppable. I mean, I I don't see um, that matches their their offense matches up with anybody in the league. I mean, I, even with as many weapons as Patrick Mahomes has, as many weapons as as the Saints have, um, that matches up with with all of those teams. I agree. If they had, if Antonio Brown is 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 in there and is able to play, yeah. So, um, all right, next game moving on. Um, of course, is 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 you know our our home team. We're going to go ahead and talk about the Monday night game, which was a thriller between the Saints and the Texans. Um, Brandon, what a game, right? Bro, that was a roller coaster of emotions. I'm telling you, I go from being excited because the Saints jump on them to watching the defense slowly fall apart and let the the Texans come back in the game. Then Drew Brees goes down and seals it with, I think, with, what, two, three minutes left in the game. Game's over. We got it. Our defense has been playing, you know, pretty good all game. And then they go down in two plays – Two plays and then score a touchdown. I mean, Deshaun Watson just airs it out over the middle of the field to, I, I think, who was it, Hopkins or Fuller? First was Hopkins. Then it was, um, of course, Kenny Steele. Steele, yes, you're right, Kenny Steele. You know? So in two plays, they go down and score, and then we get it back with 36 or 30-something seconds left, I feel like. And um, and then what you know, Drew Brees, he's, he got a few tricks in his back pocket. And they were kind of playing prevent defense, don't know why. And all we needed was to get in the field goal range. And Will Lutz from 58 yards, man, just sealed it for us. Yeah, I thought it was a great game. Of course, great for Saints fans. It was also a good 
if if Deshaun Watson hadn't hadn't already had a coming out party, that was it. Yeah. Um, and also DeAndre Hopkins just lets you know who the best receiver in football is. Oh, no doubt. Uh, my mind you, I've been telling you this <laughs> since a long time. I mean, he had a corner on him that was probably a top ten cornerback, right? And then he was also double teamed sometimes. The man still got two touchdowns, and I don't know how many yards he had receiving. But that, that opening um, catch he had where he he caught it. No, that was Will Fuller who made that play. But that, yeah, whenever Will, he caught that that slant, and Marshawn Lattimore played it perfectly, was all over yep, him swiping. I was like, him. how did he catch that ball? Man's got the biggest hands in the league, first of all. Um, but anyway, um, the biggest thing for me, it, 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 I thought it was a good teaching point for, for coaching, though, too, um, whether you coach in, in peewee all the way, uh, you know, college, high school, all the way up to the NFL. you got to pick the right times to be conservative and, be, and, and to be aggressive. You mentioned that. Um, for instance, I thought that the Saints were a little too conservative when they went, and you mentioned going down. I mean, obviously you want to run the ball and run as much clock down before you kick that field goal. Um, the thing about it to me, if you're under the two-minute warning and you're at, you're at a first down, you're right, or you're right, say you're right at the two-minute warning and you have a first down and you're pushing and you are in field goal range, why not just get another couple of first downs, even a touchdown to seal the game? Are you talking about um, earlier game with three minutes left? Yeah, when they when the Saints drove down and kicked a field goal to go up twenty seven to twenty one. Yeah, why not get a couple more first downs and and do like you know the Bayou Bengals with LSU did this past yep. weekend. Go win it and and yeah, go win it. Go steal it. Don't even give your defense an opportunity to close have the door. Yes. And how many and, and, times when whenever we have to count on the Saints defense to make a stop they, to win the game, they can't do it. They that's, cannot that's what I'm do saying. it, man. It's almost like and then. That's what you're, you're, hand, you're handcuffing Drew Brees a little bit because he's a you know he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game and you're not letting him because he's I mean the whole second half when they came back I mean they were losing of course uh, yeah. was it fourteen to three at halftime something like that yeah yeah I mean the whole time they came back it was him throwing the ball efficiently well you know just continue what you're doing yeah and just go win the game and so they they picked the time to be conservative there okay then they turn around like you said with the it was only a minute left I think when the uh, uh, Texans got the ball back down to yeah, because it, it only took about uh, 20 seconds to go down the field because only two plays. Like you said, yeah. it may not mean 20 seconds. I thought um, the Miami Dolphins came out of our tunnel and played the uh, defense that drive. <laughs> yeah, and then that one, that's what I'm saying. Then they didn't play a prevent on that one. You know, and all you have, you can give up a field goal on that. You're one, right. You know, the Saints, and you, 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 you all you have to do is not break. give up a touchdown. Ben, don't break. No big plays. <laughs> Keep everyone in yeah. front of you. That's all you had to do, and they couldn't do it. And they played aggressive. They yeah. played super aggressive, and they, they got beat. They blitzed play one. They blitzed. They brought, like, <laughs> six guys. Was... They they, blitz, they blitzed in both plays, Brandon. <sighs> I, I went back and watched. I saw the highlights. They blitzed. They didn't have a free safety in the middle of the field on the second play. That's Ow. why that guy got loose. You're at minimum cover three, right? I mean, cover three. <laughs> cover the deep thirds. Maybe cover four. Like, don't let nobody behind you. You know, keep, okay. up, uh, keep tackle them inbounds. You know, let the time okay. run. That's oh. right. That's that's right, and that's that's a see that was so it was almost a flip flop of when to be a con, uh, conservative and when to be aggressive. I felt like as a coach, and then you know after all that, then you you mentioned then the Texans, their coaching staff, they're they're super conservative <laughs> when they should have been. You can't give up a field goal. Like that's the only thing you cannot give up a field goal. We're on the and fifty, they the, and they're in prevent, standing oh, on the twenty man. yard line, oh, and we just want to get to the forty. Like it's all we want. And, and they let us. They yeah, just let they them. let us get to the forty. 
Oh, my gosh. And, I mean, oh, yeah, it was crazy. So, so I mean, I mean, obviously, the great plays, great – I mean, not to, not to take away from uh, both sides of the ball, there was uh, two great teams going at it. I just feel like um, when you see a game, like you watch Belichick coach, uh, just like when you watch, say, you know, all these great coaches, you see great coaches and then you see, you know, things happen in, in other teams. It just kind of – for me, it disappoints me a little bit. But it's hard. I mean, it's not – I mean, nobody, nobody – there's only one Belichick. There's only one Saban. You know, yep. it goes down the list. So I agree. Uh, it's just it was a little bit frustrating, but I'm glad the Saints. As a Saints fan, I'm glad they came out with a win, however lucky it may be, or however uh, I say lucky looks like it was a uh, lutzy because he lutzy uh, nailed oh, it. Right? I like it. He did nail it. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I thought it was a great game. I, I was I was thoroughly pleased with with Saints getting a Week One win after they haven't in so long. So I agree. I agree. Uh, um, but yeah, and and that's it on their NFL. Of course, uh, on Friday we will uh, make our picks for or for Week Two. Um, but before we get off the podcast, we we mentioned a little bit about it, but we're going to talk about that LSU win. What do you think about that, Brandon? I haven't been this excited about LSU in probably about five six years. Joe Burrow is. Did he? I don't know if you remember that that uh, they ran four verts and he threw that ball to Jefferson uh, up the seam, back shoulder throw for a touchdown. That was an NFL throw, man. Like, this this dude, I think he's going to be playing for NFL – or he's going to make an NFL team next year. I really think he will as far as his pocket presence, the way he steps up in the pocket, the way he protects the football. I think he has a good enough arm. I think he's smart. Um, this is the best quarterback I think we've ever had at LSU, honestly. But uh, I, I'm excited I, I'm, about it. I agree. I, don't, I, I would say he's the – He's a, he's in the top three of best quarterbacks LSU's ever had. Yeah. Um, without an overreaction, I, I think um, we. I, it, it's tough right now to say because they, I don't really know how good Texas is. It's another one of those over. You know, it's week two in college football yep. too, and Texas the only other team that I mean because they'll show they have a good offense, but the only other good team I think they play is probably Oklahoma. Oh, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, Oklahoma. Okay, and I think they play A and M, so that should be another test. A and M too. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, and. and you know, I mean, I, I just was – I was so impressed um, with the offense and the way they played and how aggressive they were, like I mentioned earlier about going down the end and, and sealing the game. But, man, how about – you know, we they talked about, you know, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and all the, those two great receivers they had at once. But how about area coach 6-2-1, dude? How about those three, three receivers for LSU lighting it up and looking – like if, if you throw it to 6-2-1 or one, Bro, you're 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 in a safe area, code. Is all I know. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know where you're going with the area code six two one. That's pretty clever. Terrace Marshall, uh, Jefferson, and who am I missing? Uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Those Chase. Guys, oh my gosh, man! They, I'm telling you, there wasn't a ball drop. Was there any drops by LSU? I don't Saturday? think. Not that I know of. I, I thought. I don't know. I don't think so. I just know whenever was it Chase, the one that mossed that poor little boy, and oh, then. Uh, man. That made it. You got mossed by uh, Randy Moss. I was on his. I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, I mean, that was I mean, uh, men, those are men, dude. Those are some dude, grown men. men out there. Grown men and and can catch the. If you throw it behind me, I got you. If you throw it, you know, if you throw it up, you throw a back shoulder. I got, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my body in the best position to catch the ball. Like Joe was making some great throws. Obviously, they were making plays. Though. I mean, oh, one post route, man. He was. I mean, he was so open. You know, I mean, I think it was Ch- it was somebody. I, I don't remember which one it yeah. was. Like I said, if you throw it to area code six two one, bro, you're in good shape. You're in a good area code. You don't have to worry about anything because they got you. <laughs> I agree. Now, any concerns defensively? 
Uh, of course. Uh, you know, I would also say if the people that think that the defense is not where it's been in the last, you know, 10 years for LSU is an overreaction, though. I, I think that obviously they played in a hot locker room. I don't know what. Yeah, what's they going said on it was there. 90 degrees in the, or 85 or 90 degrees in the locker room. Bro, somebody I heard I talked to somebody and they're like, well, it was broken. You go, you go to Texas, UT University, and you're telling me. That they don't have enough money to fix an AC unit over that, a week. That's on purpose. That's on purpose, that's on purpose. bro. You telling me Louisiana Tech had it, and then for a week you said we can't fix it. That's a no. We we don't want to fix it because we're trying to nope. win games. Yep. And Matthew and McConaughey but- could come out of pocket and fix that. <laughs> yeah, that that was what's frustrating to me because the whole game I'm sitting there watching the game um, with my father-in-law, and, I, and I'm telling him I'm saying, man. LSU's conditioning, either we our conditioning program is terrible or L, or Texas's t- conditioning program is just that good because those guys, they're not even sweating over there. Well, you know, I was, I was <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, I didn't, and then that came out because our guys were getting IVs on the first half, uh, I mean, the first possession out of halftime yeah. and, and cramping and saying, I said, what is, what's going on, you know? Um, now, now we, credit- we, there is a difference. I mean, you could probably attest to this. There's a difference from playing on grass every single day and then going play on turf. Because there's there probably about a 20-degree difference from playing on – practicing on grass and then practicing on turf in the heat. So, oh, I think no that had doubt. something to do with it as well. And I, and I think we, we, would, we maybe weren't – I'm not going to blame it all in the locker room. I think we maybe were a little – not as conditioned as Texas. Yeah, and uh, and we we need to need to obviously work on that, but other than that, man, to to be and I, I think it primarily hit the defense more than any anybody. Yes, and 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 I think that's why I'm not overreacting because you know because they, they looked so good in the first half. You yes. know what I mean? It's not like um, it's not like they looked bad all game. The first half they dominated. Yeah, I mean even I mean they they stopped them on two straight. Fourth and goal, you know, possess those possessions like that. Well, I don't um, know if we I'll, stopped him on the first one. He just kind of like spiked that ball on the ground <laughs> oh, yeah, before he, he caught it. He, he did. That's true. That's a good observation. But um, that, but that, that was my thing. Is they, they still look, they still look good. They, the whole first half, and then um, in the second half, I think they were just gassed. I mean, yeah. obviously the locker room and all the other stuff. So we'll see what happens in the future. But man, and David Randall gave, have yeah. those guys ready to play. Man, they, he'll I, have them I, ready to play. And there's too many weapons on that side too. There's yep. too, I mean, you got too many good um, defensive players and Delpit and Chason and um, all those defensive linemen that they rotate through. Linebacker, I mean, all of them are good. Yep. I don't think it's going to be a down year defensively. Um, I hope that the defense doesn't hope that they can just rely on the offense. But it was nice to see in the situation that we need to put up a lot of points. We were able to do it. I agree. So I agree. It's very encouraging. Yep. So yeah, I thought the I thought both games were great. Uh, the Saints, and as as a, as a Louisiana sports fan, it was great to watch, and I'm looking forward to Week Three. Of course, hopefully a a tune-up game for LSU, and then of course, you know, we'll talk about it on Friday. But the Saints have the Rams come are going to out Los Angeles, right? Yes, yes, we are going to LA, and it's, you know right. those those uh, petty Saints fans are going to be over there wearing uh, pinstripe referee, referee jerseys and probably the the glasses <laughs> after you get your eyes dilated and can't see anything. They'll probably be out there with the stick, you know, blind stick. It's going to be fun. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, you liked what what you heard. Looking forward to week three and the NFL. I mean, week two in the NFL and week three, of course, in college football. 
and uh, and we'll be hitting on that on Friday. Brandon, you got anything else before we go off? Nope. See you all later. All right. Later.